Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends and listeners. Dwight Beal here. It's Friday, November 3, and this is my last day here with Tom Bersma at the VP Studios here. Thanks again, Tom, for doing this with me, and it's just, it's been a joy. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love talking with people who have more years in the Lord than I do. Mm-hmm. It's rich, and I, I love the testimonies that you're sharing. Uh, what's this... What's this experience been like for you uh, doing this podcast here today? Well, in some ways, it's exactly what I expected. Okay. But in other ways, I think it's a little more intimidating. I mean, I used to speak in front of large crowds. I've preached here a few times. Uh-huh. I used to speak in front of the whole chapel at Holland Christian. Yeah. I taught students. But this is different. It is and, different. And when you put somebody in a different context, yeah. it's it's a little bit more intimidating. Well, you don't seem intimidated. You no, know, maybe not. <laughs> it's like you don't know what to expect. Right. I'm, I'm used to having what I'm going to say all in my brain. Right. And I know what I'm going to say. Yes. This is a little more extemporaneous. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing it so much. Our, our final passage is John chapter 11 starting at verse 55, and then we'll go into chapter 12, verse 11. Wait, hang on a minute, 55. Okay, oh. and then into, into chapter 12? Yep. Yeah. yep. And how okay. far do we go in there? Let's go, go to verse 11. Okay. Go ahead. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, And many went up to Jerusalem from the country before the Passover to purify themselves. And then they searched for Yeshua, or Jesus, and they said among themselves, as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, that they should report it, that they might seize him. And six days before the Passover, Yeshua came to Bethany where Lazarus had been dead, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And they prepared a supper for him. There Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Miriam took a pint of very costly ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with fragrance of the ointment. But some of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would later betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And having the money box, he used to steal what was put in it. But Yeshua said, Leave her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with me, but you do not always have me. And when many of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not for Yeshua's sake, but because they might also seize Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death also. But because 
on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. So they wanted to kill Lazarus too. Yes. How wicked is that? Well, I think they they were so upset about this new movement. They were threatened. Mm-hmm. So anybody who stood in their way, they were going to kill them. And um, I, I could see where they would say, let's get all the disciples. We'll kill all of them. Anybody who is a key move, person in the movement, we got to get rid of this person. Yeah. So they didn't, of course, they can't see the future. They don't know how it's going to explode, how Christianity will explode. In their mind, they're thinking, we're going to get rid of this. This is a threat to our whole Jewish way of life and our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And how powerful is this picture of Mary or Miriam who takes this jar of costly Anointment. Wait, what'd you call it? Ointment? Yes, yes. Yeah, it says perfume in my translation, yeah, yeah. but and just pours it out on Jesus' feet. Yes. It was worth an entire year's wages. Like I think of how much you make a year or how much I make a year. Yeah. <laughs> to pour it on Jesus in right. one moment. If there was a famous teacher that was coming to Holland, would you spend a year's worth of money and buy something for that person and give it to him? I mean, even if you support some missionary, would you give your whole year's income? So this was so far out of the box that yeah. they could not expect this. Right. I mean, that's that's why there's so much to this story mm-hmm. when you unpack it. Yeah. That helps you to understand what's going on. Yeah. This is an amazing story. Yeah, it is. And there's, in all four of the Gospels, there's some, this story is reflected in all four Gospels. It's interesting. I think at three out of the four, it's talking about Mary mm-hmm. or Miriam. Yes. But then in Luke, there's a sinful woman who comes in and does something very similar. And I think that's a different story. It could be. Yeah. Um, although we don't know the story of Miriam's um, past. We don't. So it could have been her. It, it could have been her. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus' um, whole ministry he didn't hang out with the rich and the famous and the powerful. He hung out with the poor, yeah. the weak, the sick, the lame, mm-hmm. but also the people who were looking for something in their life. They were hungry. Yeah, very, very hungry people because yeah. they had a need. Yeah. And Jesus could fill the need. It wasn't just physical that he could heal them. Sometimes it was something else. You have that today. Yeah. There's empty people out there. Yeah. And that's why inviting people to church you're inviting them to say, would you like your emptiness mm. filled with something else? Mm-hmm. Some, you're, you're, you're looking at this to fill you. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's just plain money. But if you go to the church and you go to a church that has the gospel, the true gospel of God, you can be filled in a completely different way that you never expected. Yeah. And that's, that's what missionaries do. They go to people and say, would you like to change your life? Mm. But even in America, with all of our money, you could be a billionaire mm-hmm. and be empty. Yeah. In fact, some of the, I won't mention names, but there are some of the two or three wealthiest people right now in America, in the world. Mm-hmm. But they're frustrated because they're not getting what they want. Mm-hmm. And they can't buy it. See, you can't buy things that only God can give you. Yeah. And so inside, they're empty. Their movement that they are supporting is is falling apart. 
and the gospel is spreading all over the world. Yeah. And that, that's something to jump up and down and celebrate because yeah. you can't stop God's movement. Amen. Amen. And this picture of Mary, you know, pouring this fragrant perfume or ointment over Jesus' feet, to me, it's just a picture of someone who, by her actions, is saying, there's nothing I wouldn't give you. Right, exactly. You are worth everything yeah. to me. And how did she get to that place? Well, she she had spiritual eyes. She could see yeah. who Jesus was, and she knew his love for her. Yeah. And it meant everything yeah. to her. Well, yeah. I think in a way that's what we need, need to be like today. You know, to be able to see with spiritual eyes mm-hmm. and have this... Um, she wanted more of him. She didn't know what it would be like. And things happened that she didn't expect. But that will happen today. Yeah. If you seek God and you say, I want more of you, so I'm going to read the Bible more, I'm going to pray more, I'm just going to search for you, God. I want you in my life. Yes. I would guarantee that that person who does that will have experiences they never expected. Because yes. God will move into their life and things will happen. Yes. So it's in some sense, just going to church is not the answer. Amen. Just reading the Bible is not the answer. They're both part of it. Yeah. But you need to say, I want a personal relationship with God. Yes. I want him in my life. Right. And I'm willing to do whatever it is in searching for him, seeking him to get it. Yeah. And I think that kind of desire is what has made the Christian church through the centuries move in in a powerful way. Because if you look at the church in areas where there was terrible persecution, Mm -hmm. and then some people would die, you'd go like, why would they do that? Look, they get put in jail. Mm -hmm. They get killed. Mm -hmm. But if you're full of God, Mm -hmm. and you know you have that inner peace, people are willing to do that. They say, well, if it happens, it happens. But I want God. Because the only thing in this life that's is worth it is not only in the present god but what about the future what about when i die yeah. what happens is that it in fact there's a lot of deathbed conversions because mm. people if you wanted to try to convert somebody and the doctor said you have two days to live that would be a good time to talk to him about jesus <laughs> right <laughs> because at that point all the things they had their cars their money their houses their fame what does it mean in two days, you're probably going to be dead. Right. And so then if you said, but I can tell you about something better than that, better than all the money you have, even the millions or the billions, I, I can give you something. It's life after death. There's a heaven. And let me tell you how to get there. Mm-hmm. I think if you, could, if you could talk to somebody in that situation, they say, tell me, tell me. Yeah. Man, you should have been a preacher, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up being a teacher instead of a preacher. Well, I would imagine there were probably moments where yeah. you were preaching the gospel even as a teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't help it. If you're full of God, it comes out. That's right. Especially when I taught Bible classes. Uh-huh. I mean, you want to tell kids this is really important. Yeah. Um, because you can't read the Bible once in a while. You have to live in it. You have to live in it because if you want to know about God and you want him in your life, read the Bible every day. Hmm. And then as you read it every day, he will show up. Mm-hmm. And you can't say he'll show up this way. You don't know how he's going to show up. It's different for every single person. 
God will show up in a different way. Yeah. But he will. And so that's why he gave us the Bible. The Bible is sort of like a, a map on how to find God. And one of the things we should do is read it regularly. Yes. Um, I start from Genesis 1-1, read to the end of Revelation, and start over. How long does it take you typically to read through the whole thing? Oh, six months. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Yeah. That's well, an aggressive... Yeah, well, I don't just read one chapter. You know? No, you're reading eight or nine chapters. Yeah, well, maybe it's longer than a half a year, but I go all the way through, and then I have my other Bible, and I start in the other one. And they're both written, they're both translations by Jews. I have this thing about Jews. <laughs> in fact, the stuff that's going on in Israel right now, mm -hmm. I'm watching that very closely. Very, very closely because I love the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. And it started with the Jews. Yeah. The early Christians. All were the all, disciples were Jews. Yes, yes. So you can't say, well, I don't really like Jews. They're, they're kind of nasty people. You're saying Jesus and his disciples and the early Christians, they're all Jews. Right. So. I mean, you have to be a lover of Jews, and that's why for what's going on in Israel right now, I'm, I'm just I'm saddened, and I'm, I'm just fascinated, and I'm just glued to my TV set. Mm. And I'm even looking on Google and other places to try to find more information. What's going on? What's going yeah. on? I think it's, it looks good, but it's not over. Yeah. When you say it looks good, what do you mean by that? Well, I think at this point, you know, they had completely lost Jerusalem. And they have it mostly back now. Oh, okay. Um, because if you have Jerusalem, if you lose it, you've lost everything to a Jew. Right. I mean, that's the heart. Yeah. The city of David. <laughs> right. Um, and so it, I, from what I've seen in recent days, the Jewish people have pushed Hamas back out of there. Mm -hmm. um, but this could go on for weeks yet. Or months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Who knows? I'm, I'm riveted to it and praying about it all the time because... Mm -hmm. Um, this is, if you're a Christian, the Holy Land, I never went with Ray Vanderland. Okay. But I have sort of been there in other ways mm -hmm. by reading about it, seeing pictures about it. I, I mean, I'm just fascinated by the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, Van and I never, never went along mm -hmm. to, to go to the Holy Land. But mm -hmm. when I see pictures of it, I think I belong there. Hmm. But on the other hand, it's it's not like Michigan. There's not trees everywhere and lakes and rivers and you know it's very very different. Yeah, we would call it desolate. Yeah, but it's still where Jesus walked. Right. And then the question is, is it different today than two thousand years ago? And I I think it probably is. I mean, you can't go to a land two thousand years later. And say so it's exactly like it was 2,000 years ago. Sure. But my wife and I were just there a oh, year and a half ago. Okay. And it is amazing that there are some places that aren't fully developed oh, yeah. yet. And you really do get the feeling like it probably looked just like this yes. back then. Yeah. I mean, we were on the other side, you know, the other side of the lake, you mm -hmm. know, where the Decapolis was. Yes, yes. And where Jesus got into the boat and he went over there and he met the, the man possessed by the demons, the legion. <clears throat> and you don't know if you're in the exact spot. No. But you know you're darn close. Yes. <laughs> you know? And it's it's just a beautiful 
thing. I, I just kept like blinking my eyes, yes. you know, thinking, I can't believe I'm standing. I know, I know. In this place where I've, I've been reading about for years, you yeah, know. I know. But you don't have to go there no. to have the picture in your in your mind. Well, I think there's enough times on television it shows you uh, people are standing in Israel and they'll say, I'm standing on the Mount of Olives or I'm right. standing by the Temple Mount. Right. And you can literally see what it's like. Yeah. And it's not like Michigan. I mean, it's there's, oh. there's not lakes and trees. And right. It's, so it's very, very different. Yeah. So even though I've never been there, I think I, I understand what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tom, I sure appreciate you. Thank you for doing this yes, again. Yes. And thanks for all the stories that you told. And friends and listeners, I hope you were encouraged this week. And we hope that it brings you back to the scriptures. Yes. And as Tom was saying earlier, uh, the the word of God is alive yeah. and active. And we need to be spending time in it yeah. every day. Yes. You need to live in the Bible. Because if you want to know about God, you can't just say, well, I'll go to church on Sunday and hear a sermon. That's not what you need. You need to live in the Bible mm. every single day. My wife and I get up in the morning put on the coffee, she goes to one side of the house and I go to the other and we read the Bible. And sometimes it's an hour. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's just such an amazing book to read this. Yeah. Thanks for that encouragement, Tom. God bless you all. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.